0: Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. These podcasts are brought to you in part by our sponsors who really truly are what make these podcasts possible every week. O'Fallon Nutrition is a company that I've worked with for over fifteen years. They're independently owned and operated, located here in O'Fallon, Missouri, right off of Highway K and Mexico Road. I call this place the Whole Foods of St. Charles County, but even if you are not located on this side of the river, it is still worth the drive. I can remember working all the way down at Powerhouse and still sending people out to O'Fallon Nutrition for their supplements. They are more than a supplement company. You can get grass-fed beef, salad dressing, seasoning for your cooking, uh, hair care products, makeup, uh, deodorant, toothpaste, uh, essential oils, and all the vitamins and minerals that you can think of. If you're looking for clean, I'm just going to do a podcast today regarding overfeeding and underfeeding, or I should say overconsuming and underconsuming, and just my opinion on the differences and just different variables that come into play. Uh, I was driving today, uh, every other Tuesday, I always go to visit a lady. Her name is Dr. Anna Bone. And she's been my doctor for over 10 years at bone chiropractic. She was one of the first people to actually uh, acknowledge that I had an autoimmune disease. I had been to 22 different doctors and no one had diagnosed me with anything. I just kept continuing to suffer and and really just thought I was going to die, basically. I got down to about 85 pounds and then I went to uh, two different registered dietitians. And when I went to those dietitians, they told me exactly what to eat and I followed their plan explicitly. And both of the dietitians were connected with different hospitals. Um, I went from 85 pounds to over 140 pounds, oh, just right under 150 pounds. I had never been over 110 pounds in my entire life until I got sick, um, which I went down to 85 pounds, so I didn't actually gain weight until I started fo- uh, following that very specific food plan, uh, which I started following because it was my suggestion to go to a registered dietitian. After 22 doctors, not a single doctor had asked me what I was eating and if it could potentially be causing me some of the issues that was more or less debilitating me to the point to where I didn't think I was actually going to continue to live. So I asked uh, one of my primary care, well, my primary care at the time, I said, Can I go to a registered dietitian? You know, can I get a referral to a registered dietitian? And he said, Well, you don't have a diagnosis that's going to um, allow the insurance company to actually pay for that visit to the registered dietitian. And I said, then i'll pay for it out of pocket i mean I've, I've i need some help because i don't know what to eat anymore and i i i knew from my entire lifetime of being an athlete that food had to be to some extent a component and i knew the way that i was eating wasn't helping me and i certainly wasn't improving by the way that i was eating but i honestly wholeheartedly just had no idea what to eat i mean i grew up where my parents had a a garden, and we always had fresh vegetables, but I also ate white potatoes with every meal, and I ate pasta, and I ate um, bread, and I drank milk, and, you know, I I also had a lot of foods that my body was actually having a response to, I just didn't realize that. So, ultimately, went to see the registered dietitian, and uh, in fact, went to see two of them, and I was basically put on the same diet. Um, I got to a point to where i was so hypoglycemic that i had to keep food on the side of my bed in ice uh, so that when i would get out of bed i would eat that food right away because that would actually make it to where i would have enough energy to be able to get out of bed and actually walk down the stairs my heart would race so much on a regular basis that if i didn't eat that food i could pass out between walking between my bedroom and the stairwell and of course would have no way to get down the steps at the time i would have to have a family member uh carry me down the stairs in order to have the strength to get downstairs and then i'd have to stay downstairs all day long Uh, this went on for two years not being able to figure out what was wrong with me but the strangest thing to me out of that entire circumstance was that i was 85 pounds uh at one point which wasn't okay i mean I, i was so sick that i couldn't keep weight on but then I started this new plan where I was eating whole grains, whole food. They, they wanted me to have whole grains at least four times a day. Uh, wheat bread, uh, pasta, rice, uh, just different types of grains, oatmeal, cereals. Um, and then um, I was having dairy uh, multiple times a day. They wanted me to have at least two to four servings of dairy, plenty of servings of vegetables, plenty of servings of uh, fruit, and then, of course, meat. Uh, so um, I started that plan, and I went from 85 pounds to almost 150 pounds. And again, I'll repeat, I had never been over 110 pounds in my entire life. So this happened so rapidly that I couldn't even clothe myself because I, I I couldn't go shopping. I was too sick to go to a a, a store and shop at the time, and I gained so much weight in such a short period of time that i basically got to a point where you know at the time i had to wear my spouse's clothes because my entire body was just swollen and inflamed Uh, and it was within just a couple months that my body went from 85 pounds to almost 150 pounds and i was being meticulous about following this plan i mean i couldn't have been more meticulous. And my family was in support and they were doing all that they could to help me to follow the plan. They were doing all the shopping, they were helping me to prep things uh, for parts of the whole grains. I mean, we went to specific restaurants and just bought bought bread from them because we knew the way that they made it. I mean, we were really being on point And so I became almost frightened by the fact that my body was so swollen and so unhealthy in such a short period of time. And no one, even after the 22 doctors, still I didn't have anyone asking me what I was eating. Now, of course, the registered dietitian that I paid out of pocket to go to knew what I was eating because she wrote the diet, but no one questioned why I gained so much weight in such a short period of time. I, I used to always just eat maybe you know once or twice a day um, you know just kind of whatever I could get my hands on. Of course this was 20 years ago. you know I never really had the desire to eat garbage but I also didn't you know go overboard to try to always make sure everything was perfect. I noticed at a very young age that there were certain foods that I would eat that would cause me to feel a certain way so I might decide that you know I'm going to have a cheeseburger and french fries and then I would start to realize how I felt after that cheeseburger and french fries and this started to happen when I was in junior high and when I was in high school things would happen with my stomach Um, I would just get tired and lethargic I just wouldn't have energy Um, my focus wasn't there I I couldn't I would be reading or trying to study and I legitimately read the same paragraph over and over and over again and it really wasn't accomplishing anything so I just got to a point to where I started to try to you know figure out on my own what are these foods that are triggering these issues and that's why I wanted to go to a a dietitian now At that time, I was so sick that I didn't really know anything beyond a registered dietitian. I just assumed that was kind of the only option. I certainly didn't know about, you know, a fitness center or a personal trainer or someone, you know, that may be a nutrition coach or someone that may have that type of knowledge. Um, I really was just trying to go to the medical route. And again, after 22 years of working or after 22 different doctors, I, I didn't get any answers. Um, I finally had a suggestion from a friend who had an autistic son who suggested that I see Dr. Christian Wessling. He is a homeopathic MD and she suggested that I see him because her son's palate was, you know, just very difficult because he was autistic to work with. And she thought maybe he would be the doctor that could help me with my food still having no idea why I couldn't function, why my heart was racing on a regular basis, why I was dizzy, uh, why I honestly, at times I had two MRIs in my brain because I thought I had a brain tumor because I had such severe uh, migraine-style headaches that I couldn't even function at times. Um, I, I mean, I had a career and had to completely end it because my health deteriorated so significantly. I had only been married for a year and i couldn't function i had to be completely taken care of and no one could find answers two years i finally went to see dr christian wesling and dr wesling said first thing he said was "Well, what's your blood type so I told him I didn't know. And he said, well, you could be eating all of the wrong foods depending upon what your blood type is. And I was like, well, what does the blood type have to do with this anyways? And I've talked about this before if you listen listened to previous podcasts from me. And he said, it has a lot to do with it. He said, it's not the only truth or the only way to follow, but it is one way that I believe in. So I said, okay. He tested me, identified that I was an O blood type, an O positive, And he said, you're eating all of the wrong foods, most especially the fact that you're eating gluten. He said, you have to to stop eating gluten right away and you have to stop eating dairy. So he tells me these two things and then he says, you also have to stop eating corn and you have to start, stop eating soy. So I go home and I'm so thankful for Dr. Wessing and the things that he did and the different supplements that he put me on and the fact that he gave me renewed hope that there was potentially something wrong with me that we might be able to get to the bottom of. However, I still went home so lost because I had no idea what to eat. I just now knew what not to eat. So I had to figure out and again, this was almost 20 years ago. So I had to figure out what gluten was in. It was not as common back then to try to be gluten free. Uh, what corn was in and that's not just corn that's corn starch that's corn syrup that's all different derivatives of corn you know things like maltodextrin there's lots of things that you have to consider being corn That you don't even know that could be causing an immune response so I had so much that I had to go home and learn and that's what I did I went home and I started studying and I studied day and night and there were times where I mean, I sat in a chair for an entire day and the only reason I got out of the chair was to be able to go to the bathroom and a family member would come over to my house to help assist me because they would be afraid that I could pass out on the walk to the bathroom. That's how sick I was on a regular basis. So... I just studied, I read books, I I listened to podcasts. Of course, they weren't podcasts back then, they were YouTube videos and they were things that you would find on uh, uh, Google. Um, I listened to everything I could listen to. I can't tell you how many different doctors I've listened to in my lifetime. And each doctor, I would think, maybe this one's going to have the answer for what's wrong with me. And so I had a friend of mine, second friend, that said, You know, I always take my son to this doctor when he gets sick, and she's a chiropractor, and she always finds a way, you know, to come up with some sort of method of having him better she said i took him to pediatrician for years and we just didn't get to a point where he would get better he just kept taking more medication and that was just a route i decided i didn't want to go with him anymore so she referred me to dr anna bone with bone chiropractic and so i went to her i sent her all my stuff and the first time she met with me I mean, I was kind of blown away by how detailed she was with me. And she, uh, more or less that day, said, You have an autoimmune disease. I just don't honestly know which one. And you need to have these different blood tests run. And I said, Well, here's all this blood work that I've had, you know, in two years from 22 doctors. Surely they've ran that. And she checks my blood work, and not a single doctor in 22 years had run a thyroid antibody panel, or not 22 years, 22 doctors. Um, had run a thyroid antibody panel. And in fact, the only thyroid test I had ever had ran from 22 doctors was a TSH. So the minute that we had my thyroid antibody panel uh, run, as well as having my T3 and my T4 run, uh, we were able to determine that I'm obviously hypothyroid. But not only was I hypothyroid, I was Hashimoto's. So I was having significant immune responses to everything I was eating. Most especially when I started adding all of those whole grains and all that dairy. Now this may not be the case for everyone. I'm just simply telling you my story and what happened to me and praying that, you know, if this is something that's happening to you, maybe you'll get some word of knowledge from this story and you'll start looking for solutions for yourself and that you won't give up. Maybe you're on that verge of wanting to give up and I've been there. Many a times, many a times. And if it wasn't for faith, I would have given up a long time ago, many years ago, and I wouldn't be doing what I do for a living right now. And I used to always think back then when I was that sick, I used to say, you know, my faith was somewhat young at that point. And I used to say, God, if you are the healer, why why am I not been healing, you know, healed yet? You know, what why am I going through this at the level which I'm going through? I mean god didn't cause any of that but i sure as heck know now why i went through it and it's so that i can do what i do now and and help the amount of people that i help and and really just be able to sit with a person and know how they're feeling and know the path that they have, have gone down and i can completely relate to them so today i went to see dr anna bone i've been seeing her for over 10 years and she saved my life Uh, She's the one that diagnosed Hashimoto's, Uh, she's the one that has reset my immune system and put me onto a path of healing uh, like no other doctor and certainly like no other doctor out of the 22 doctors. I will say that I also go to Dr. Richard Bly, B-L-I-G-H. He has helped me with hormone replacement therapy and, and making sure that my hormones are level. He has helped me with the right thyroid medications. He pays attention to the T3 and the T4, so I'm not just on Synthroid. I'm on armor thyroid, so I take T3 and T4. That was a game changer for me to be on the right thyroid medication. Dr. Bly is always looking for proactive ways of improving my health. He uses things like glutathione treatment. He's done the stem cell treatment on me. All of this is what's made me the healthy person that I am today. And if it wasn't for the, the help of someone like Dr. Bly or someone like Dr. Anna, I, I just, I wouldn't be here. I know that for sure. I, I would not still be here. There's just absolutely no way I would have made it through all that I've gone through. I go to see Dr. Anna Bone every two weeks and she resets my immune system. And she has a very unique craft as a chiropractor. She's uniquely different from anyone I know in St. Louis and the way she does things, but she heals me and it is working. And it is what I've needed to do for the past 10 years to be well. If you're spinning your wheels and you're in a situation where you're just simply not getting anywhere, you've got to identify a couple things. Do you need to be with a doctor that's willing to be open-minded and willing to be proactive? That's someone like Dr. Richard Bly and that's someone like Dr. Anna Bone. And do you have your nutrients balanced? I did not have my nutrients balanced. I needed... The information I needed someone to sit with me and do what I do with people on a regular basis and balance their nutrients for them and understand that seasons are going to change so that someone might come in a lot more sensitive than they're going to be three months later. And that has happened significantly with me. So as I was driving down to see Dr. Anna today, I was actually fasting. And so um, I, I always typically fast almost every day. The only day of the week that I do not fast is Saturday. And it's because I get up usually about 4.30 in the morning. And when I get up, I just you know want to make sure that I stay fueled for a very long day with a lot of different clients. I do presentations. I do three hours of classes. So I do not do any type of a longer fast on a Saturday other than I typically go until 9 o'clock on Saturdays this is what works for me, but that doesn't mean it's gonna be what works for you. And I just want to explain this to you again, to see if I can't prompt you to think a little bit differently about the way that you're consuming also about what potentially could be going on with your body, and maybe you could get to a place where you could start to get some victory and start to see some changes. So as I was driving to see her today, I was fasting and I couldn't help but notice just how much clearer I felt and how much less swollen I felt than from years past when I would wake up in the morning and feel like I had to force feed myself a breakfast being a part of uh, the fitness industry and of course the bodybuilding industry it has been such a commonality to make it a point to make sure people eat you know especially as a bodybuilder i was a competitor at one point um you know it you're always told that you needed to be eating nonstop. you had to eat the minute that you that you woke up you had to eat you know, every two hours, every three hours. And there had to be a certain type of carbohydrate with that. And there had to be plenty of protein with that. And one of the worst things that could have happened to me was that my body wasn't breaking protein down effectively. And no one really knew how to put me on the right things to break that protein down. Now I take betaine every day in order to break the protein down better. But those protein molecules that are not properly broken down, they linger in your system, and I have what's called leaky gut, and that is an immune disruptor. So when you're not breaking that protein down and digesting it effectively, it will disrupt your immune system, and it will trigger an autoimmune attack. And when I was over-consuming protein on a regular basis on a typical bodybuilding diet, I was actually harming myself more than helping myself because my body was not breaking down the protein. So as As I was driving today, I was realizing how much better I feel because I'm not constantly overfeeding myself. Our nation is in a chronic state of overfeeding. We always have to feel like we have to be eating something. We want to snack on something. We could have just ate dinner and feel like we are capable or like the world owes us a snack an hour after dinner. But the reality is, is that we need to not eat an hour after dinner. We just ate. We just had a blood sugar response. We need to give our body a chance to slow down and to not have a response for a little while. So the best thing that you can do after you eat dinner is not eat and just give your body a chance just to calm down. So th- that difference between understanding what overfeeding is and underfeeding is, there are some people that fast and like for me, for example, three days a week, I fast until four o'clock every day. And I feel amazing on those days. Now, don't get me wrong, I can't wait until I get to have... Um, I just want to warn everybody that the UPS guy is getting ready to walk up and you may hear some dog barking, but you know, I'm ready to have my meal at the four o'clock, you know, point. So if I've fasted that entire time, it's not as if I'm not ready for it, but I'm not famished. I'm not shaky. I'm not starving and my stomach isn't hurting me and I'm not having an immune attack. So the reality is, is that I'm okay with the fact that I go until four o'clock without eating on those days. Now on my super busy day, like I told you, I eat at nine o'clock and I feel better on Saturday when I eat that way. I still have plenty of muscle. It's not going anywhere. I've had this muscle for years. Okay. I am not going to lose and evaporate all of my muscle just because I fast. I make sure that I feed myself appropriately during my eating hours. So for, um, a person that's approaching fasting, I would suggest getting a really good guide to fasting and learning about it or working with someone like myself and doing your nutrition, but also understanding that if someone's trying to convince you, like let's say a personal trainer, that you're going to burn through your muscle if you're fasting, they don't actually know what they're talking about. So you really want to make sure that you're getting around people that actually really know and understand the depths of these types of helpful tools that you can use to improve your health. Now that I'm not overfeeding myself on a regular basis, Every two hours, the minute I wake up, making sure I'm slamming a protein shake and then making sure that I'm eating every two hours after that, my body doesn't feel like someone stuck a pen in it and pumped it up with air. I'm nowhere near having the types of immune responses that I had for years. My skin doesn't feel itchy. It doesn't feel tingly. It's not red everywhere. My stomach at one point looked like I was pregnant and I didn't eat bad food, but I had a weak belly and, and I was was chronically building that wheat belly along with yeast and along with bacteria in my gut because of the types of foods that I were eating uh, that I was eating and those were not unhealthy foods that I was eating so just understand the dynamic that there are certain foods that really are going to further issues issues for you and if you're having these issues and you don't know what those foods are you need to try to connect with someone that can try to help you if your doctor is not well versed in it then maybe you need to find someone like myself or maybe you need to find someone like Dr. Anna Bone or potentially Dr. Bly that they can do the right test and they can run the right items to get you some more answers. Now, underfeeding would be starving, shaky, hypoglycemic, and still choosing not to eat, having a foggy brain, not being able to focus, being in a bad mood, being continuously moody, and still not eating and still not making the time to eat. When is it a terrible time to underfeed yourself? When you are a sugar burner. If you run off of insulin because you're from you're hopping from carb to carb to carb to carb, you're the worst person to underfeed. And the reason why you're struggling so much with feeding yourself less is because your body's waiting for the next insulin response that it's going to have. And the reality is, is you've set yourself up to feel that way by the inappropriate ratios of nutrients that you're eating. So you need to get to a place to where your meals are balanced. And when they're balanced, your blood sugar is going to be balanced. When that blood sugar is going to be balanced, you're going to be able to go longer periods of time without eating you should be able to wake up in the morning and go a period of time without having to have food in your body. Now, if you have a sugar packed coffee, and a high caffeine coffee, you're gonna need food because you're gonna have an adrenaline response and an insulin response from that coffee. So, I mean, there's no way you're going to be able to fast you set yourself up for that situation if you wake up and you have a little bit of sea salt and a 30 and 30 ounces of water within the first two to three hours of waking up black coffee and maybe black coffee with some stevia you're not going to prompt the same response but do understand that that caffeine could prompt an uh, an actual adrenaline response which could put you in a position where it would make it even harder for you to fast so caffeine may not be good for you i drink decaf coffee when i drink you just got to get out of your head that you have to be consuming all the time. What you really need to do is understand that your meals need to be balanced. And when they're balanced appropriately, you don't need to be eating nonstop all day long. And fasting can be absolutely incredibly effective to producing healing within your body. Just because a bodybuilder tells you that it's okay to eat oatmeal doesn't mean it's okay for you to eat oatmeal. Your body may not be processing that oatmeal appropriately. Just because they eat rice and just because they eat bread doesn't mean that's going to work for you. And you don't want to be in a position where you eat this way all the time and then all of a sudden to try to get yourself ready for a trip or a show or a picture, a, a photography session you're going to do, you strip all those carbs out and you completely restrict your body. That couldn't be the worst possible thing that you could do for your body. Creating a pattern of balanced nutrients and sticking with that pattern of balanced nutrients, the right amount of carbs, the right amount of fats, the right amount of proteins on a very consistent basis is what creates a healthy metabolism. Not loading a bunch of carbs and then completely restricting yourself from all those carbs. Now don't get me wrong, I have absolutely nothing against a ketogenic diet, but not everybody is equipped to do a ketogenic diet. And you also need to do it in a clean way, not just with bacon and dairy you really need to get the right types of foods so that your body inside is not becoming systemically inflamed from the histamine responses that you're bringing into your body with those bad foods Um, you know what your body needs more than anybody and that's what has kind of come about with me i can sit down with dr anna and i can say I was hungrier this week than I'm ever, than I'm ever hungry. You know, I know different things about my body. Something must be going on. I either picked up some bacteria in my gut, or maybe there's some fungus in there. Something's going on. I've picked something up from somewhere because I shouldn't be as hungry as I am. And I shouldn't be craving fruit the way that I'm craving it. I don't eat sugar. So I know if I really start craving fruit like that, then I have a buildup of bacteria in my gut or maybe some fungus, potentially even a parasite. And so I went to see Dr. Anna today and that is exactly what was going on. And then I was outside with the fireworks and I have a horrible issue with smoke. And I told her, I said, my, my lungs have been restricted for the past week. I know I had a response to those fireworks. I'm not exactly sure what happened. She adjusted my diaphragm. She reset some things with my lungs and I was absolutely having a negative response to that smoke. And she's given me homeopathic remedies for that. I can already feel relief from all of this, but if I didn't, have control of my body meaning i understood that what i eat what i drink and my environment are a direct connection to how i feel on a regular basis i would have walked into her office having no idea and maybe i would have just potentially kept going to regular doctors and taking more and more medication and not getting any better and not having anyone ever really diagnosing me with anything Learning your body and understanding what it takes to get it balanced is so important. That's what I do with people with nutrition. That's why it's five months long. It takes me a while. To learn how your body is going to metabolize food and so many people come in so insulin sensitive so sometimes it takes the first month to just dial down how sensitive their body is that's why in the beginning it isn't always good to start with sweet potatoes and oatmeal and wraps and rice and quinoa because it just keeps you at that sensitive state and then and then nothing really ever calms down so if we can produce a it's like a sense of calm internally and draw down some of that inflammation, we can actually see where you're really sitting and what types of foods you actually have responses to. What are the more positive ones that make you feel great? And what are the more negative ones that make you feel terrible? Like I said, seasons change. My thyroid acts differently in the fall and winter as it does in the spring and summer. So you're going to have to just kind of see, you know, how, how you feel as you go. To decrease inflammation, you have to be able to control your blood sugar. Your blood sugar is the foundation of decreasing inflammation. If all of your products have some form form of fructose, some form of sucralose, some form of erythritol, sugar alcohol, you're constantly in a state of making yourself more insulin sensitive. You've got to watch the ingredients that you're taking into your body. They matter. Maltodextrin, dextrose. These ingredients matter. If you're taking products, even vitamins that have that stuff, you really need to think about what advantage you have to taking that and try to find yourself a source that doesn't have any of that in it. Controlling histamine levels by not always eating high histamine producing foods. Dairy is the highest histamine producing food you can eat. Gluten, soy, corn, pork, peanuts, uh, shellfish, rice is cross reactive for gluten. Oatmeal is cross-reactive for gluten. So if you're gluten sensitive and you're having those items, you easily could still be having a response by continually having those items. Sometimes we can grow out of these sensitivities. So sometimes if we get that wheat belly to die down a little bit, we get all that garbage out and we truly detoxify the body and the liver starts to work more appropriately, you may be able to bring something like quinoa or oatmeal in and not have a response to it but if you're still in a hypersensitive state you really might have to bring some or take some of those things out to really get to a place to where you can feel better when you think about overconsuming daily always putting food in your body think of the insulin spikes that you're having and the inflammation that's being created your blood pressure, your blood sugar, your your cholesterol, it's all going to go down if you're not constantly over-consuming. Finding a method to create a balance of your nutrients and having very consistent meals that are nutrient-dense is what's going to help you to keep that blood sugar and that blood pressure and those cholesterol levels down. And just in general, to keep your inflammation and swelling down. And you need help. It's not easy to do alone. Look at what I had to go through, 22 doctors. It is so hard to figure it out on your own. You need someone to make sure that you have the right balance. That's what I do. I can help you with that. Um, Fasting is hard, again, I will repeat, when you are a sugar burner. So if you're feeling weak and shaky because of what you're eating, It's not because you're an underfeeder always. It's because you're not feeding yourself the right balance of nutrients. So just remember that and remember that you're in control of your body. You've got to listen to it. Yes, we have to listen to our doctor, but we also have to listen to your body. When I see a person that's in a hospital in a devastating situation, the first thing I do is call on the Lord. I I believe in him as our healer and I, and I just call out to him and ask God for healing. And when that doctor comes into the room and says, there's nothing more we can do. I pray on that person and say, God, you're in control. And then I pray into that person and say, you have the courage, you have the strength. You can fight through this to try to get better. God willing, you can fight through it we have to have that same process on a daily basis we have to think it's not normal for me to be 10 pounds overweight i work out this many days a week i shouldn't be this swollen my stomach shouldn't be this bloated My child's stomach shouldn't be this bloated. My child shouldn't have uh, skin issues. They shouldn't have uh, allergies all the time. I shouldn't have joint problems. I shouldn't have stomach problems all the time. There's a reason for these things and we've got to keep working until we get to the bottom of it. You will find people that want to promote that it's okay to continually eat poison maybe it's okay for them but maybe they honestly just don't realize the response that it's having to them and how much better they could actually feel if they didn't consume that poison they're probably walking around short-tempered angry depressed anxious on a very regular basis they probably have joint issues stomach issues and allergy issues even skin issues but they don't wanna correspond it to the fact that they have a cheat meal every week. You could still have a meal that is off or a meal that is of an increase of calories, just use the right ingredients, clean whole food ingredients. These components could change your life. These are the things that I navigate people through. Yes, you want to have an off meal. Yes, you want to have pizza with your kids. Yes, you want to be able to make a dessert. Let me help you do that with nutrient-dense ingredients so that you're not just moderately poisoning yourself by creating in your brain what you think is a balance because you just have the poison every now and again, but you're creating an imbalance with your blood sugar, with your brain, with your gut, and you're not ever able to get out of that cycle because you keep bringing that poison in moderately. I have a five-month nutrition program where I tell you exactly what to eat, where to buy it from, how to prepare it, what to order when you eat out, what you should drink, any vitamins and minerals that you should be taking, what to do when you travel, what to take on the plane, what to pack in your car. I will help you get to the bottom of what you need to be doing. And if you're working with a doctor, I can work with them too. Let me help you get yourself out of feeling sick and tired all the time food could change your life, and I would like to be part of helping you to do that. I pray that this message blesses you, but mostly I pray that it sets you into a place where you decide that you're ready and prepared to make a different decision, that you're tired of feeling sick and tired, and that you want to make a change, and today is a great day to do that. Please take a look at us at integritytraininggroup.com or give us a call today for more information on our five-month nutrition program or to meet with one of our personal trainers at our O'Fallon, Missouri or Clayton location, you can call us at 636-299-2208. We offer a free personal fitness assessment with any of those personal trainers and we'll identify all of your muscle imbalances, teach you how to foam roll, teach you how to stretch, and get you started on exercising safely. And if you need a bigger and better explanation of that nutrition program, we'll help you to understand it and try to get you started. Again, integritytraininggroup.com or 636-299-2208. Thank you so much much for listening and God bless you. I pray that this message will really help to hit home and it'll motivate you and inspire you to start creating the patterns of discipline to not moderately bring poison into your body and to quit over consuming. Don't under consume, but quit over consuming and just have the right balance. God bless you.